Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. While I was kind of reflecting this morning, I was thinking about the week that I just had and everything that had gone off through the week. I had a visitor come over from Germany. We had people come in that wanted to see if they could catch us out and stuff that we were supposed to be doing or not, not supposed to be doing at work and, and stuff like that. And it's been quite busy, but we're in this, this series and we get to do victories today. And I'm just thinking about some of the things that I've had to do with church this week. So we had small group on Thursday, which we discussed Saul and his transformation and what a victory that was really coming from such an evil man to the instrument of God that set on the new covenant with the Gentiles in this world. And then Friday, I, had, uh, I got to, not had to, got to do men's group and discussed on their God's purpose and what a victory it is to have a relationship with God. Um, so today we get to go back into that a little bit further and go into victories. So, we learnt last week from David the promises of God. How he takes the promises that we make and that others make to each other in high accord, but also the promises that we, God has given us. uh, The promises of the victories over our lives. So in 1 John 5, verses 4 to 5, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So how good is it to know that in the belief of the Son of God, we can overcome this world? We see in scripture this word repeated, which is overcome. To to have victory and to be an overcomer, to achieve success in the troubles or trials that are put in our paths. Jesus reminds us that he overcame the world in John 16. Now, when I was growing up, I used to love films, underdog story kind of films. Still do. Still those kind of films that I'm drawn to, just where there's somebody that's really overcoming a situation. Usually these are around sport. I know Faye's rolling her eyes because we're talking about sport again. <laughs> but it's usually around about sport. and It used to be a group of misfits that come together and um, to try and defeat or at least be competitive with usually they're rich neighbours or a better school or, or something like that. Um, and on the way, there's usually some trials that happen for them. Maybe their best player gets injured or gets pulled out of the school or the coach gets offered a little bit more money because some success is coming their way and then he realises that he actually wants to be back with his original team because of his, his love for them. Um, anybody else like those films? I love those films, like I say. Um, it's where the, the main characters overcome all odds, all struggles, setbacks to achieve something really, really special. Something God tells us is that we're all overcomers. And that verse is a promise God has given to us 
as followers in Christ. In 1 John 5 and 4 again, it says, For everyone has been born of God overcomes the world. Jesus tells us that we are to be born again, old life left behind us and a new life in Christ. And this is a victory that has overcome the world that we're in. So God tells us that he who is born of God is an overcomer. I'd love to be telling everybody in here that all you have to do is believe in Jesus, have faith in his heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, and you'll be living a trouble-freed life. A life that you will find many successes in your workplace, many successes in, in your hobbies and stuff like that. But those of you who have been Christians for a long time know that this is not the case. Any new Christians in here today? Sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but what I can say to you all is that some of the times that you think you are in real trouble, trials that the moment that you find yourself in and you feel that you may never overcome, in the actual fact it may be a training point. Training for a victory that you are yet to achieve, but guaranteed that you will. God is not your refuge from trouble. God is your refuge in trouble. He will be a safe place to be with you in the troubles to see you through to the other side. The presence of God is not the absence of struggle, just like the presence of struggle is not the absence of God. Your greatest testimonies will come from your greatest tests. Your overcoming victories will come from your strength of being in a position where Jesus is with you. So that leads to my first point, which is past victories. When we dig into our bags, just as David did, when going through present difficulties, let us use these memories as our, uh, use the memories of our past victories. So how does remembering our past victories help us? King David was a man who was in and out of crisis situations. Psalms 20 verse 7 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our Lord God. So what does remembering the name of the Lord have to do with remembering past victories? Personally, I believe it has a lot to do with it. Because every past victory always points back to the point, as David said, the cross and the person who will never change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, as he, and, and forever in Hebrews 13. Now thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. When our circumstances and situations appear to be unstable... Jesus is the rock or our foundation within our lives. 
the storms or the troubles that we come across cannot destroy us. A God who does not change always leads us to triumph. So each time we remember our past victories, we are remembering Jesus. For each one of us that has placed Jesus as our Lord and Saviour on our hearts, which is more than just believing, as James says, even the demons believe, but truly place him on your heart and wish to surrender to the will of the Father, living the new life his promises has given us. So we place that moment of salvation at the very top of our list of victories. With each victory that we have since then, be them big or small to you personally, whether it's freedom from alcohol, whether it's freedom from sexual immorality, or any other bondage, there is no victory less important. There is no testimony less than anyone else's. Everybody's testimony that they have, the hardest struggles that they can go through or have been through, is personal to them. You may not have the glory story that Saul had of turning his life completely around from killing Christians to being the leader of, of them into the Gentile world. But it's important to you. Create a list, and each time you add that victory in that list, note down, note down how Jesus helped you through. How his strength was there to see you to victory. When you look back at each of them and remember God, you will see your confidence, your courage, and your comfort grow even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. You will remember that God is by your side, just like he was with each and every one of your past victories. And with God by your side, you can achieve anything. The Passion Translation of Psalm 91.4 says, his massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under the covering of majesty and hide. His arms are faithfulness or a shield keeping you from harm. So two things I want to encourage all of you to do is start making a list. Make sure that list is easy to get to. And use this Passion Translation of Psalm 91 as a prayer. Thanking God for his promises, promises and deliverance. Working to victories. All of us want to live a good life. A life that is holy and pleasing to our God. The fact is that we have flesh that is against God's ways and an enemy that is waiting to ambush. We battle every day with anger, ego, pride, hatred, lust, and the list goes on and on. In John 14, 
verses 16 to 17. The Bible says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into the all truth. The world, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be, with, be in you. So when it comes to how we should have victories over our fleshly desires, we can only pull so much from scripture without the Holy Spirit making it clear for us. We cannot rely on our own understanding, the Bible says, but the revelation, revelation that the Holy Spirit can give us. We can learn how to be kind, generous, and to have courage from Scripture, but for the personal transformation, a victory of transforming from our old lives to our new, it can only be achieved with a relationship with the author. In Christ in me, we've got Galatians in 2 verses 20, which says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Many who have caught glimpses of the victorious Christian life have in turn built up their self-confidence. However, self-confidence is nothing more than looking to glorify oneself. The victories we have as true Christians bring us the confidence that our God is superior to any problem that we are going to face. David said it as he led us in that our God is better than our biggest problems. The confidence comes entirely through surrender. It dwells in humility, not in self-criticism or condemnation, but in confidence as born-again believers that we are in Christ. A victory greater than any professional success that I know I could ever have. My confidence is in God's faithfulness. And because Christ lives in me, I will be victorious. Yeah. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8, says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted, planted, by, the, the, planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit we uh, discussed in small group on Thursday that apparently there's a, the part in the brain that shows that, that brings anxiety is the same part of the brain that brings gratefulness. You cannot have both at the same time. As the Bible says, 
and I can't remember the verse, but the Bible says, instead of anxiety, be grateful. And having the Father, Christ, and the Spirit as our source of life will bring us victorious. We're going to living out of victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Again, to build on David's point, without the cross of Jesus, we have nothing in this life. Denying ourselves for the sake of Christ is the only reasonable way to live. Yet the life of a believer is the life of a resurrection. The cross must lead us into something, and this something is the place of triumph. A victory over sin, torment, disease, and the life is manifestation of the resurrection or power of Jesus. Jesus didn't stay on the cross, nor did he stay in that grave. He rose from the dead to give us new life. What a victory that is for a believer. For each and every one of us that have come to Christ, what a victory that is. It's much more challenging to live in response to what the Father is saying and doing in the areas of our lives that are waiting for a breakthrough. But through this, we must understand the process God is working for us. What would our lives look like if, with the fullness of Christ's resurrection touching your health, your finances, but most important, your spiritual well-being? The grave is empty. Jesus is risen. And our lives get to reveal his victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God are in him, and yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. We will see victories as his children to glorify him. And to ensure victory, there is a few points that I'd love to go through. Number one, victory is not gained by human effort. We shall be on the way to living a life of victory when we have truly learned this simple lesson. It is an absolutely impossible to live this life in our own strength. 1 Samuel 2 verse 9, it says, he, he will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength no man shall prevail. Here is the reason for all of our failure. We have tried to gain the victory over sin, self and Satan in our own strength and we have failed every time remember this God was excluded to work of man from every tense of salvation God has sorry we have not saved from the guilt and penalty of a sin by our own works 
Ephesians 2, chapter, uh, Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of work, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God pre- prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Lord Jesus is a human body triumphed in his human body triumphed gloriously in his life and by his death over sin and Satan. And now his victorious life is offered to you and to me as a gift to be received. <laughs> and now where did I get to there is only one victorious life and when you received the Lord Jesus in John 1 12 but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name number two victory is given it is a gift 1 Corinthians 15 57 makes it clear but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ the victorious Christian life is God's gift and it is offered to everyone who receives that gift indeed the victorious life which he offers to all men is the victorious triumphant life of his son how great is that Now you must let him live his life in and through you. If you look up Joshua 6.16, the victory over Jericho was not gained by effort and striving, but by a simple trust and obedience. That victory was given to them. Number three, the victory is gained by a choice. It is vital to see this. As long as we are in this world, we shall be faced with a choice. As Joshua faced the children of Israel with a choice. Joshua 24, 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whoever the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, all the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord the choice involves a definite conscious act of the will every time we are tempted to sin if we are to experience victory we must deliberately choose to place our Lord Jesus Christ who has already gained the victory for us and who is waiting to give the victory to us. And the moment we choose him, we receive his power and enable him. Number four, victory is maintained by attitude. Victory is only victory, of course, as victory is maintained.
If we want a victory, we have to continually work getting closer to Christ, having that relationship with him so that our victory maintains and, and sustains to being a victory. What then is the secret of continuous vict victory? Here is a sentence that I have actually saved in my phone. It says, let us fix your eyes on Jesus who give us the victory. And back in 1 Corinthians 15 to 57, it says, But give thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, as we go, let us consider the victories that are yet to come. So as we close our eyes and we go into prayer, let us pray for those who are yet to come to Christ the biggest victory that we can have. Those in the Belper area who don't know the victorious relationship that you can have with your Heavenly Father. We spoke earlier of the greatest victory, the one that should be at the top of each and every follower of Christ's list. The victory that we had to claim through faith in Him our salvation. So, as we go into prayer, let's just consider anybody that has yet to make that decision into Christ. But they want to receive victory in their lives. Think of this victory and place that on your heart and receive him. Receive the peace only given to you by the Prince of Peace. Make the decision today to put Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you have made this decision before or want to publicly proclaim this victory, consider being baptized. Lord, we thank you for this time that we get together. A family which come together to share the victor victories you proclaim over us. The victory of salvation. The victory of relationship. A relationship with you as our creator. The victory over bondage and into the arms of you, Lord. That our victory in you can bring us to a place of refuge. To keep us from harm. That in times of troubles... We are not alone. Your presence with your followers will help to, to overcome whatever is placed before us. We pray that Belper can hear your calls. That we are all used for the growth of your kingdom. And can be part of the victory which has already been proclaimed. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, Amen.